Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Maple Street Worship Center. could go around and say good morning to all of your fellow church people. Looks funny with four of you up there, four little heads. So I have something I want to share that God's been um, showing me the last few weeks. There's just there are just two phrases sort of things. The first one is God will show up for me today, and the second one He is always working for me and doing things to remind me how good He is. And the first time I actually saw that show up after those became two things He was telling me was the other day I was in dance class and my dance teacher had. Um, sprained her ankle and it was really swollen and I asked if I could pray for her and I did and she felt tinglies and I don't know if I don't know um, if it's gotten better yet but um, what I thought of on the way home after that was I didn't know that anything was going to happen but God showed up for me even just in her feeling the Holy Spirit working in her ankle and that was just the fir- that, I think that was the first time since I've had that phrase um, in my head that I really noticed it but yeah I just wanted to share that
is my father and I do not wonder if his plans for me are good if he'll come through like he should he's provision and enough wisdom to assure stars they wept the morning star was dead the savior of the world was fallen his body on the cross his blood poured out for us the weight of every curse upon him
so pull me a little closer take me a little deeper i want to know your heart i want to know your heart because your love is so much stronger than anything i faced and i want to know your heart i want to know your heart so pull me a little closer take me a little deeper i want to know your heart i want to know your heart because your love is so much sweeter than anything i've tasted
Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are there with us. You're there with us, Lord, no matter what the circumstances are. And the wind and the waves still know your name. The wind and the waves, they still know your name. So Holy Spirit, we come this morning and we just ask God that uh, in, the, in the light of what we have been singing, in the light of who you are, in the light of the fact that you know who we are and we are in you, that Father, today, that if there be anyone today in this place that is downcast or discouraged, that Lord, that you would just bring new life, hope that Lord that you would just invigorate us again and give us that enthusiasm once again Lord that you just fill this place with your presence fill this place with your presence fill this place with your power Lord Holy Spirit just do that work we pray do a work of restoration we ask And Father, we know that, Lord, there is good things that come from your hand. Good things that come from your hand. Because you're a good Father. You're a good Father. And so, Lord, we just ask that you would just continue to bless and strengthen and encourage each and every one that is here today, that is gathered today, and those who couldn't be with us this morning for whatever reason, whether they be sick or whether they be away or... Whatever the circumstance is, Lord, we just pray that you would just strengthen and encourage them right where they're at. And we thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in the remaining time of our gathering. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated this morning. And thank you so much, worship team, for for leading us in worship this morning. I'm just going to ask our, our uh, ushers to come at this moment. Did you have an announcement? No, I didn't have it. Well, thank you. Can I just say something? Oh, sure, okay? sure. Yeah, well, that's good. That's, that's what it's all about. Thank you, Pastor. I just uh, felt real strongly in my spirit. I'm not saying, thus saith the Lord. But, Kristen, my, oh, my. What a privilege to see the growth in you as a young lady, not only in your abilities in worship and in music, but also the spiritual growth and maturity that you exemplify. I count it a real privilege to be here and to see you going through these phases. You bless us so much. Doesn't she bless us? I know you're... Your family is probably proud of you. Maybe I shouldn't say probably. Your family is proud of you, and they're blessed to have you as we are. You know, the Bible tells us, it commands us to encourage one another in all things. And so I want to encourage you to continue on the path that you're walking on now. And there's nothing but greatness and goodness for you in store. May the Lord bless you. Thank you. Yeah, the Bible says that we are to encourage one another, strengthen one another, amen? Very important. So this time I'm going to ask our ushers, they're, they're all ready to, to go, and we're going to uh, stick that on the, the slide on the screen, and we're going to pray this together. 
that as we receive today's offering, we're believing you for heaven opened, earth invaded, storehouses unlocked, and miracles created, dreams and visions, angelic visitations, declaration, impartation, and divine manifestations, anointings, giftings and calls, positions and promotions, provisions and resources to go to the nations, souls and more souls from every generation, saved and set free, carrying kingdom revival. Thank you, Lord. Bind my system to yours, that you will shower favor, blessing, and increase upon me, so that I may have more than enough to co-labor with heaven, to see Jesus get his full reward. Hallelujah. God bless you. As you give this morning, just going to turn to our, uh, to our bulletin, just a few announcements, just a few things to highlight. Of course, uh, excited that next week we have global worker, uh, PAUC global worker Terry Bone is going to be joining with us next week, and he's going to be sharing uh, concerning the work uh, where he is at, and, um, and I'm sure he's going to bring some good stories and updates, and also uh, also he's going to share a message with us titled, Do You See What I See? So be prepared to be here, invite some friends, whatever the case might be, uh, be prepared with a bring a hot dish we're going to be sharing in a meal. We're also going to be celebrating Nellie's birthday next week, but it's today. Nellie's birthday is today. So happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Nellie. Mama, yeah. Birthday to you and many more. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So we're going to be having birthday cake next week in honor of of birthdays, Nellie's birthday. And also tonight, uh, Heritage Hosts, for anyone who is planning to go to Heritage Hosts, that's been canceled for tonight. They do have a quarantine status, so they want everybody to uh, keep the sickness where it's at and don't want anybody else to to get sick. Also on the bulletin board, uh, for those who consider themselves youth, there is a youth event coming up. Uh, in March uh, in, at Vegreville Alliance Church, and you can see the fee of $50 and all the information, all the details are on the bulletin board. So please stop by and take a look at that. And just want to encourage those who, are, who do have a membership form or plan to get a membership form, if, if, if it's possible to have those applications uh, filled in uh, as, as quickly as we possibly can and submit it to the office as possibly can. We just want to be able to move on to the next uh, phase, and that is to be able to um, uh, move on to augmenting uh, the pastor's council. So keep that in mind as well uh, in the coming weeks. And also for those who may have planned to protect applications as well, um, please, um, and who have taken the course, uh, 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 see Penny concerning that. We do want to uh, get that taken care of uh, in a timely manner as as well. And if I missed anything, the bulletin is in print. We are also, um, we do have a website for the church. We're not live yet. We do have a little bit of extra work to, um, to be able to get the, the website uh, with the content that we, that we want to get onto it, uh, at least at this point. 
but uh, we should be going live sometime before the end of the month and uh, it'll be uh, www.maplest.ca will be our domain name of course but uh, we'll let you know when that's live and, and uh, of course we still have our Facebook page uh, that you can check out and we do put some announcements on there from time to time so uh, check in on that and, and if, you're on, if you're on Facebook and you haven't liked us yet like the, like the page Amen. You get your Bible this morning. Um, just want to kind of piggyback a little bit off of last week. We looked at a message last week. We shared a message last week. Can these bones live? We looked into Ezekiel, Book of Ezekiel. Uh, this morning, I just kind of want to um, talk about, and I guess this is my title. I'm not really big on titles, but everybody likes to have a fancy title sometimes. My, my titles aren't always fancy, but I want to talk about Before the Spirit Came. Before the Spirit Came. We talked last week about the need for restoration and how the Spirit, how the Holy Spirit brought life. We remember last week that we were in Ezekiel 37, and... Ezekiel had an apocalyptic vision and how he was taken into the valley of dry bones. And the Lord had made him go back and forth in that valley of dry bones, of course representing the spiritual condition of the nation at the time. And yet the Lord had told Ezekiel to prophesy to those bones that they would have the breath of God come upon them and that they would be assembled into an exceedingly great army. Do you remember that last week? And we we looked at some of that last week and how there was a prophecy and the breath came into those bones. And this morning, I just kind of want us to look into the book of Acts And, of course, there's a few other areas that we're going to be looking in as well. But I do want to kind of pick up on... on, Maybe we could go to chapter 1. Could we do that? Go to chapter 1. And this isn't the only area that I'm going to be referring to, but I do want us to to look into chapter 1. In chapter 1, and and maybe you could even start at verse 1. Oh, there we go. Maybe we could go up verse 1. Yeah, just keep that on there. Just keep that on there. That's fine. But I'm going to go back to verse 1. It says, in my former book, Theophilus, and this is Luke writing, and uh, here's a little tidbit for those who may not know, and here's a quiz. I'm going to quiz you right now. Who wrote most of the New Testament? Sorry, uh, Luke wrote most of the New Testament. 27% 27% to Paul's 23. You've, you've learned something today. Yes, Paul wrote more epistles, but Luke wrote more volume. It's very sad that John divides the two volumes. And so Luke is writing, and he says, Oh, in my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostle he had chosen. And after he suffered, he presented himself to them and gave them many convincing proofs that he was alive. And he appeared to them over a period of 40 days 
and he spoke about the kingdom of God. And on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Now, remember, this is not a suggestion, or this is not just a a great idea, but he told them to do this. He said, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You'll be baptized with with the Holy Spirit. Now, if you know anything, if you read any further than, than, uh, than chapter 1, you'll know that all of this stuff happened in, and was fulfilled in chapter 2. You'll notice that. You'll notice that the Spirit came. And I want to talk a little bit about what happened now after the Spirit came, just for a few moments. But how many, under, some many people see that this is the birthday of the church, but I would like to suggest this morning that really this is all about the disciples being inaugurated. They, they were commissioned into the kind of ministry that Jesus trained them for. There are some people who will teach that the reason why Jesus did what he did was because of his divinity. Or even his compassion. Now we know that God is a God of compassion and a God of love and a God of mercy. And we're not saying that he didn't do these miracles because people needed these miracles, these things to happen. But I want, to, I want us to, to understand this morning that the reason why Jesus could do the miracles, the reason why he had power, the reason why he had authority was because he was full of the Holy Spirit. Was he the Son of God? Was he divine? Absolutely. But he was full of the Holy Spirit. We notice that as you go further into Acts, and we're going to go back a little bit in a few moments, but if you notice that when you, if you read the book of... I don't know about you, but the book of Acts is pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting stuff. You'll notice that the church, the disciples, the early disciples were moving and they were advancing the gospel despite persecution. They were advancing the gospel despite the religious opposition. We knew that jails couldn't hold them. Storms couldn't keep them down. When their possessions were seized, persecution couldn't shake them. We know that they were stoned, that they were hanged, they were burned, they were crucified. They were, but it didn't matter what was happening to them. They continued to move triumphantly. They continued to move unafraid of the enemy. They were irreverent toward idols. They were unmoved by persecution. And that was a church, folks, that is exciting. I don't know about you, but it seems to be pretty exciting to me. It was a church that was alive and well. It was a church that possessed power. Hell knew about it. Hell knew about it. And it was all because... It was all because of three, three P's that I want to talk about this morning. Three P's before the Spirit came. One of the first things is I want us to highlight, and, I'm, and I'm, I should never say this when I get preaching, but sometimes I say I'm not going to preach long, but 
I'm, I'm, I'm hoping not to hold you down too long this morning. But I do want to highlight three things. Number one is promise. 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 Notice what Jesus said in verses 4 and 5. He's, on one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift that my father promised. Wait for the gift my father promised. Now, if we go back a little bit and we ask ourselves the question, is, that, is, that, uh, is it only in the Gospels that we find that this promise? No, we actually go back into the Old Testament. We actually go back into the Old Testament. That promise that Jesus, that Jesus said, he's waiting for the gift that my father promised. Is that promise is rooted in the Old Testament. If you go to Ezekiel 36, and you look at verses 27, or excuse me, verses 25-27, you'll notice that in the context of the restoration of Israel, the future restoration, Ezekiel talks about this. He says, it says, I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. And I will cleanse you from all your impurities. And in verse 26, I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. And in verse 27, he says, I will put my spirit in you and, you will, and, and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Now, folks, we, we, we notice that Paul picks up on this. In Titus, he picks up this idea and he talks about how when it comes to our conversion, when it comes to our being saved, our regeneration, he talks about the washing of the rebirth and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. So we notice that what he's talking about, he's talking about the indwelling of the Spirit. He's talking about the indwelling of the Spirit in this context. We notice that the Spirit is the one that brings new life. How many understand that this morning? You can't be a Christian unless you have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You can't live a holy life without the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So regeneration, conversion, holiness, the fruit of the Spirit, all of these things are related to the internal work that the Spirit is doing in our lives. And you know what Paul talks about, I believe it is in Romans 8, where he talks about that we have a choice of what we're going to do in the matter. That we have an obligation that's not to the flesh to live according to it. Because if we live according to the flesh, we're going to reap what? Is it going to be life and peace? If we reap, if we, if we sow, excuse me, if we sow to the Spirit, are we going to reap life and peace? Yeah. If we sow to the Spirit, we're going to reap life and peace. But if we sow to the flesh, we're going to reap death. So an internal work of the Spirit here in this context. So there's a promise. We can also see that promise showing up in, in uh, Isaiah, we can also see it in Jeremiah as well in terms of the inter, inter, internal, not the eternal, but the internal work of the Spirit. So here Ezekiel is talking about cleansing and he's talking about a new heart. He's talking about a new spirit, the spirit living with us. It gives us that power from moral change. So it's just, this is an inner working and the nature is that the spirit is indwelling us. 
But it's interesting here. It's interesting that Peter, Peter does not mention Ezekiel. It's interesting that Peter, when asked about what happens on the day of Pentecost, he doesn't answer with a text out of Ezekiel. He doesn't answer with a text out of Isaiah. He doesn't quote Jeremiah, but instead he quotes Joel. Joel chapter 2. You see, we notice that if you go through all of the Gospels, because Jesus says this, he said, in verse 7, he said to them, It's not for you to know the times and the dates the Father has said, but you'll receive what? You'll receive conversion. He says you'll receive power. You'll receive power. There's a lot of people today that are confused. They have this idea that the baptism in the spirit is when you're saved I want to suggest a question to you this morning is if it has to do with the internal regenerating sanctifying holy work that God does on the inside why did Peter not go to Ezekiel why did he not go to Isaiah why did he not go and quote Jeremiah is why would he quote Joel? Because Joel here in this instance, and Peter in this instance quoting Joel, is relating to what Jesus said the promise was for. Yes, there's a promise of the Spirit. Before the Spirit comes, there's a promise. And yes, the, the, the promise of that Spirit coming, the promise of the Father, is not so much related in this instance, in this Lucan passage, to the regeneration, but it refers to empowering. You might say, well, Pastor, how did you come to that conclusion? Well, well, it's really simple, really, because it says, but you will receive power. You'll receive power. Can you say that word with me? You'll receive power when the Spirit comes upon you. You'll receive power. Dunamis in the Greek. Explosive power. What kind of power are we talking about here? Well, if you go back into the Gospels, if you go back into Luke, you'll note it that very, in the very opening of the birth narratives, all of a sudden now we've got spiritual activity. We've got the Spirit coming upon Elizabeth. We've got the Spirit coming upon Zechariah. The Spirit coming upon Mary. The Spirit coming upon Simeon. Moving Simeon into the temple. Coming upon him and they're all beginning to prophesy. And speak what God had given to them. You'll note that when Jesus was ministering. That there was something different about Jesus. Who in John, or excuse me, who in Luke chapter 3 was standing in the Jordan and he was being baptized by John. And, and when he came up out of the water, we know that the Bible talks about how the Spirit had descended upon him. 
And folks, at his baptism in the Jordan River, he was being anointed of the Spirit and commissioned into his earthly ministry. And as he continues on and he's teaching and he's preaching and he's doing miracles, people note and say, wow, with power and authority, he does these things. It's interesting that in Luke 9 and Luke 10, you'll notice that he gives the same